It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. What was your overall impression seeing practice on day one of minicamp? Yeah, a few things, David. Obviously, some persistent rain here in the north suburbs forced practice indoors to the Walter Payton Center. So they had to kind of adapt a little bit on the fly and go inside and try to get some things squeezed out of what they were trying to do with their passing game today. Um, You know, I'll say one one thing that was a, a... just a, a small team period at the start of practice where Justin Fields threw a route on air to Robert Tunyon and then just did a sprint from the 50 to the goal line. And it was one of those moments where you just reminded at what that speed looks like up close. And it's it just so like track star out of the gates, explosive and bursting. And you go, oh, yeah, OK, this is up my June reminder that Justin Fields is still absolutely one of the most athletically gifted people that is on this football field right now. Justin also made a couple of deep throws today that were truly impressive. There was one up the right sideline to Dante Pettis. That was an absolute dime where you say, man, you can get that consistently once a quarter, those types of gains. Now all of a sudden you're seeing the growth of a quarterback at the same time, David through the OTAs and today's minicamp practice, there are times in seven on seven where you're just, you're, you're feeling restless because the ball is still in Justin Fields, hands. And in seven on seven, it's just process and throw process and throw process and throw. And there's too many times where it's a little bit inconsistent in terms of the, the speed with which the ball is getting out. Just something that we'll keep an eye on when we get further into training camp. But, but obviously when we focus on the quarterback, there's a handful of things with my own eyes today that, I saw that tell you there's a lot here and there's a lot still to work on. You wrote a great column in the Chicago Tribune Sunday edition, the print version, also on chicagotribune.com for people that want to backtrack and read it uh, about the development and evolution of Justin Fields. And I think this is an ongoing conversation. It's one of the hottest topics in Chicago, whether it's June or October. So in that context, when you see what things are being emphasized, when you see things that your own eyes are telling you, Anything in terms of that progress, anything in terms of the rhythm, the timing, all the buzzwords that we hear this time of year that you saw today? Well, you want to see more of the rhythm and timing for sure. And and really, for me, the litmus test on some of the things that we're really focused in on with Justin, which is when to run, right? That's been a, a major, major training point of Matt Eberflus, of Luke Getze, of Andrew Janoko, and every coach in this building of getting him to understand the situational need to run and when to when to use his legs as a gift and when to rely on other things. That is going to be tested much more in a training camp setting when when obviously when the pads come on, but even when they get to doing some more things, um, you know, offensively that, that will test that in, in those settings. Obviously, again, we've talked about those crossover practices in Indianapolis. That's going to be a great little setting, you know, for, for three days to see where that goes against a, a, another opponent. I'm looking forward to that. Um, you know, there was some leakage on the offensive line today. Off, also, David, as well. Uh, you know, one of the guys that really impressed today is Terrell Smith, uh, who's an edge rusher. Um, who showed some flashes today, but some of those flashes were at the expense of Darnell Wright. And so you don't want your rookie first round pick playing right tackle to get beat as badly as he did on occasion. Uh, And so it's always one of those bears win bears lose on every single rep. And you just got to decide the magnitude of those things. So really quick, just to distinguish what you mean and and maybe like uh, put a little bit more of a finer point on it because there aren't pads. Are you talking about quickness off the ball? You're talking about Darnell Wright maybe being a little bit slow to react. I mean, when you say that he lost 
a one-on-one battle. I think that I understand what you're talking about, but for people who might not understand like exactly how you can do that when you're not using pads, what do you mean? Yeah, well, right. And you have to take all that into account because you're not at, at uh, the advantage of being able to use your physicality the way you would in a real live game. At the same time, when you're in an 11-11 team setting uh, situationally at the end of practice and the offense is trying to move the ball and the quarterback takes the snap and there's someone on top of his head within a second and a half, you know someone has failed and you look up and you say, OK, he came right around that right edge and wasn't really deterred. And it disrupted the entire practice rep, disrupted the entire play. Those catch your eyes. And again, it, it, does it catch your eyes in the way where you say, oh, hey, a team that needs an rusher may just have one in the building. You know, a guy who's a veteran that's got some potential in him and is looking for a, a fresh start who makes that. Or do you say, oh, boy, that's a, a sign of some rookie growing pains that you may have to endure as a guy with a, a lot of potential tries to get his feet under him and really understand what the speed and the reaction time, to your point, the reaction time of the NFL game is all about. Okay, a couple quick lineup questions before we get to the podium. Offensive line, the rotation at center, obviously Lucas Patrick, Cody Whitehair, both got a look today, but there is no competition there, or is there, Dan, for the starting center? I mean, Cody Whitehair is your is your number one center, and you obviously you are getting Lucas Patrick reps there in case he needs to get reps there, in case Cody Whitehair gets hurt, in case there's a, a reshuffling elsewhere in the offensive line at some point that may force Cody to go elsewhere. So you're always just getting guys practice reps, but I don't read into that any more than uh, you should. In the backfield, I always curious about how they're going to find carries for three guys that they really kind of like. You're not going to know until preseason how this is all going to shake down, but who took the first snap? with the ones for the for the yeah. running back. I mean, Khalil Herbert is your penciled-in one right now, and then that's all going to be very fluid and and subject to evolve on an everyday basis, really, as we get into the meat of, of August, when, when things start to really become um, more purposeful, I guess, when you're trying to figure out who's going to be a part of your opening day uh, rotation, right, and, and what that's going to look like. Um, so, yeah, that, that that's one to look at as well. Uh, another guy that I point out defensively who has come along in both um, Eddie Jackson and Matty who's talked about after practice corner uh from not only his coaches but the defenders around him when you've got a guy coming in and eddie jackson compared him to jaquan brisker in terms of his mentality his his um unwillingness to see himself as a rookie his competitive confidence as matt eberflus described it to just get out on the field and use his skills to the best of his ability he's clearly made an impression early and looks like he's in line to to obviously be one of those three starting corners when we get to week one when you look at the defensive front, uh, the defensive tackle position certainly is in by design is going to come at you in waves, as they say. The edge rushers, I still wonder if they the number one edge rusher is on this roster yet. I think you got to keep an eye on Daniel yeah. Hunter getting cut in Minnesota. Frank Clark goes to the Broncos on a one-year deal the Bears probably could have afforded but didn't. How is the defensive line shaping up in your mind? Yeah, I mean, it still needs to be shaping up. I think, as we've talked about, you haven't added anything personnel-wise in in months, and you obviously got Demarcus Walker in on a free agent deal. Uh, we just talked about Terrell Smith a couple minutes ago. Dominique Robinson had a couple uh, uh, nice reps today that that you know you see and you go, okay, there's the flashes that we talk about. Now, how do we make that? more consistent. And I would say that Javon Dexter today also a few times uh, with that whole concept of denting the pocket and some of the things that they ask from their interior linemen showed you what athletic 
athleticism and power look like at a, a high level. Now it's all about learning the game, learning to apply your strength, learning to, to use your gifts against the most gifted people physically <laughs> in the world, you know, and so he's going to have to, to learn to do that. Um, and again, without pads, you, you take all of the, the, the interior work on the offensive line, defensive lines, and, and you, you take it with a grain of salt because you know that this isn't real football. Um, but certainly there's some things there to, to at least make a note of and, and check back on when we get into training camp.